Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with a Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Excludes specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Term supply. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. I do. We're recording. All right. What's up, man? How you doing? Sorry about that, dude. I, <laughs> I had to I do another. Up. I had to do a uh, some other Packers podcast bullshit, and and you know how you know how it is. Like you just start talking shit to somebody. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, "What time is it?" Oh, damn. Ah, uh, and then you're like Zoom. Like, oh, I forgot about. Yeah, Zoom. I had that happen to me this morning already. Somebody. Um, that I work with in LA, they like send me a text. Hey, you getting on the Zoom? I'm like, what? Because I was setting up for us. I'm like, getting oh. already watching some other clips. I'm like, oh shoot! So I just, it was just one where I just had to like tune in and listen, pretty much. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. have a good weekend, bro. Yeah, good weekend. Went back home, watched the Huskers kick. Uh, who they kick? They beat Northwest, up. right? They beat Northwestern, yeah. right? Yeah, they beat up Northwestern. Fifty. I got it. I got a, I got alignment on the Northwestern team um, nice. that I work with. And he's a, he's a great kid. And uh, he, he's actually a walk-on. Um, yeah. You know, he's like one of those guys who like didn't really start playing ball until a little bit older and blah, blah, blah. He's like pre-med. He's a like fucking genius. And, um, and, but their team's just not very good. And they've had so many injuries. Like, I think they lost, like, I want to say they lost five starting offensive linemen. Wow. What? Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. I know. We know that world. We've been in that season the 05 season that was it that was that for us everybody was hurt man oh man so how was your weekend it was all right dude i uh you'll see that there's um i don't know if you can see there's two green candles on on both sides of me that's because i see, uh, I see the one yeah i see the one so that's because my dog uh has uh the only thing i can just, it it's the worst explosive diarrhea i've ever seen in my life and <laughs> And I did she, not expect you to say that. And, and I, I, well, she she's in my cage. She's the cage is in my office. Okay. So I woke up this morning. I opened my I opened my bedroom door. I'm like, what is? And I'm like, oh, I maybe I'm just smelling things. But I know I'm not. But I'm I'm hoping, right? And fucking, I walked down here, dude. And it was like every bad thought you've ever had in your life oh, wrapped right. up in a wrapped up in a diaper full of fucking India di- Indian diarrhea, and and. I look over, so I go out and I clean the cage and I just throw away the, t- I mean, 
AG, if I sent you this towel, you would think it was a cartoon, man. You, you like, there's no way all this happened. Is that? It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. But I clean everything, right? And I come back in here, and I'm like, man, the smell's still here. And I look over in the in the uh, corner where she's at, bro. It's painted all over the walls. It's oh. painted all over the walls. I can't imagine. I've been there. I got. I've been have. I have dogs, so I've had dogs. Yeah, so I, I know those days. Oh my god. Yeah. That's bro. Yeah, but, we gotta clean that crap. Literally, crap up. Oh my god. No. It was a it was a good weekend to watch football though. Uh, yeah, I watched too much yesterday. Honestly, I just watched too much. I just you know I just What's I, too I don't much, like, though. Well, so for me, I could watch like I watched the Packers game, and I work with some Texans guys, so I work, I have to watch the Texans game. But oh then, yeah, I, yeah. So then, so there's two. There's you know now I'm doing this thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then. The, the the night game, it was kind of intriguing because, like, even for me, I'm thinking we should probably talk about it, but, like, I'm like, okay, I think that Belichick, like, Bel- Belichick can stop Brady. He can, like, slow him down. Like He slows him down a lot. Yeah, yeah it's like, but, but, so it's like, it kind of ends that, to me, it kind of ends that whole argument, right? And, yeah, and uh, I, it was just, it was, it was a super interesting game to watch. Like, it, it was actually, and they built it up and overhyped it. And then, like, but it was it was like a game to watch because both those guys are so fucking smart, right? And Bruce Arians right. is no dope either, so. Right. Exactly. Let's get this thing crackling. Let's do it, man. Let's get it started. Hey, everyone, you tuning in to the On My Block podcast. I'm your host, uh, along with Mike Wall. I'm, I'm a mind green, let me say that. And one of my good friend, teammate, Mike Wall. So we're going to break down, recap uh, this week's game that the Packers just had yesterday afternoon against the Steelers. Good team, but struggling. Um, but they had to come in at Lambeau Field and play, play the Packers. And it was a, a rainy day. I, I just flew back in from visiting back in Nebraska. Watched my Cornhuskers whip on the uh, the uh, Northwest Northwestern football team there um, in the Big Ten, one of their Big Ten, uh, I'll say, conference games. And they did their job. And so they played a team, beat them up 56 to 7. So I was happy to come home. <laughs> hey, is that their first win? Is that the first uh, win? Of the year? No, no, it's not their first win, Mike. No, I'm being come serious. On. I wasn't, I wasn't no. sure. No, no, you're right. No, it's uh their third win, I believe. So they're three and two right now. They played college football, played five games already. It's like uh, that's crazy. Right. It's crazy. So yeah, they're uh, three and two. Um, looking good, beating the teams they should beat, but losing the teams. You know, just by minute mistakes that obviously when you have those mistakes against a good team, you're going to lose. Um, do, they, but, do they do they have talent? Like, do they do you, do you watch them and like, ah, they're talented? Or are you watching them like, ah, Scott Frost needs to like bring in some better players? No, there there is talent for the starters and for the backups right now. And even at the running back position where they've been struggling to find that that a cookie cutter, like of a guy like myself and Lawrence Phillips back when we were there, they do have one kid who is a freshman. He is 6'2", 225. Hmm. And that weight, because all the other running backs, I believe, are like 180, 170. And you notice the difference when he got the ball to the other players. And people oh, moved. Sure. Yeah, he moved people. He, 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 he fell forward, you know. <laughs> and so it was good to see that, that, them getting a guy that has the, you know, the size that you want at the running back position that can be effective and not only effective, but for himself, that weight protects him. You know, when he's 225, 215, he can protect himself. When you're 180, 170, <clears throat> that's hard at the college level and then definitely at the pro level to protect yourself running the ball. That means you got – when I say that, protect yourself, that means you got to hit people because people, you know, are hitting you. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, good to see that for them, you know, and getting a, kind of getting a 
the, the culture turned around there down in Lincoln, Nebraska. So you think, you think you're going to give him a chance? You think you're going to give him a chance? If he go, if he goes, let's say he goes, so you got to win six games, to go to a bowl game. You think he gets a, if he wins six, they're going to keep him? Yeah, because you know I six. like Scott, man. I'm I'm a, we were teammates. I'm a Scott yeah, we're all, fan. Yeah, exactly. We're all teammates. I, I, I believe yes. The way uh, I talked to Trev Alberts on a Friday night, I had to go to a banquet, ran into him, and he 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 mentioned to the crowd, you know, the audience that he knows things are not good right now. He knows things got to change in terms of recruiting and obviously in terms of the culture of the of the university in the football locker room. He knows that. He's aware of that. So he definitely is going to start doing the things, a step, take steps to make sure that, you know, that that change happens while he's there. And uh, it obviously it starts with, you know, bringing in the type of players, but then coaching them up on that mindset that we had um, to, um, you know, be accountable, hold yourself accountable first before you hold anybody else on your team accountable, basically. AG, I, everybody wants to know this. Okay. And I want to know this too, because like I, I left the Naval Academy under a, a, a cloud of, of, um, controversy and right. I, i'm not like you know i have friends there and they'll welcome welcome me back but i'm not revered you're revered at <laughs> nebraska how do they treat you when you come back it, mean, where, it, where do you sit you got I'm, i know you get free seats <laughs> i mean are they feeding you are they giving you shrimp and steak like what are you eating <laughs> tell me just let people know real quick how you're living when you come back as like as a legend you're a nebraska right. legend well you know i'm humble you know i'm very humble but yeah, that's why they, i had to say it Right. Yeah, let me know. Um, right. Uh, they yeah. They do all that. All you just said. All you said. <laughs> minus minus the steak and shrimp. Minus yeah. the steak and shrimp. I sit in. Um, I was able to sit in the box seats, um, because I met a meeting on a Thursday with one of the C with the COO of uh, Huddle and Huddle's right there in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And so I met him on a business thing, and then he's like, "Hey, you going to the game?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm I'll probably be with. Uh, we we had the alumni group." But he said, if you can't get tickets, uh, let me know. And I, I, I knew I could get tickets. I just didn't know where. And I didn't fill out the newsletter. So I actually, for the alumni, a part of our the Nebraska alumni uh, website, I didn't fill out my ticket on request. So I just like, hey, and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm going to jump with you. I'm going to go in the game with you. And so I was able to watch the ski, uh, team, the game from high uh, up in the, in the stands. Uh, and uh, But, yeah, I get revered. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's humbling. I love it, you know. I mean, and that's why I said that was, it wasn't the main reason, but it was, a, you know, it was awesome because that support system that we have at a fan base was the same thing that we felt here in Lincoln, or in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, from the Packer fans that we know when we play, we're, if we're playing good and we play at home, certain teams are going to struggle to play against us. And we knew part of that reason was because the crowd being loud and making it hard for the opposing team to come here and play football. So, Definitely. yeah, it's a, uh, but no, it's a, it's a great feeling to go down there to be, to people i'm like hey hey this uh look i'm this regular dude you know i played football hard but i say i love doing it though i love running into guys beating them up and winning games and that was all my, my whole reason to go to lincoln is to win some championships and we did and uh, same thing here when i got here is hey trying to get some championships which we did we won some uh, divisional championships and didn't get a chance to make it to the big one but we were, we we're almost there um but uh but yeah in the game um i saw the team you know it was a rainy day and I see Ben, you know, come out, Ben Roethlisberger. He's been – I'm looking at him right now, and he's getting – he's a person that – yeah, he's up in age, but mine – I say he's a little different from, like, Aaron, from Tom Brady, you know, older quarterbacks that took care of – Drew Brees, he's – you don't know what he's doing to take care of his body. Yeah. <laughs> we know he could throw. He's a big-body guy. He came out, you know, University of Miami of Ohio years ago, and we knew he could uh, sit in that pocket and take a hit. But now – that youth and the youthfulness is gone 
Now it's like, okay, now I got to move a little bit. I got, because right now he's a guy that he's, if he, he's on his spot, he's dangerous. Every, every defensive coordinator knows that if he gets him, if he gets back there, his six to, or three step, five step, eight step drop, and then nobody moves him, he can open, hit his guys, open receivers and uh, things of that nature. But now, even then, like some of the early throws on that first drive, even though, even though he threw a nice little touch pass to Devontae, uh, Deontay Johnson for the first touchdown, some of his throws, he had no pressure and he was missing targets. So it's a, uh, it's a thing of, he has to really, I think he has to start focusing on not, you know, the end, you know, him being older. It's like, Hey, I'm, if I'm here, I'm playing, let my, let me get my body, you know, in the position I needed to be in. So I could be uh, just as efficient when I was in my twenties to now being, you know, almost 40 years old as, as an NFL quarterback. Yeah. You think that you think with these guys, usually there's this like level where you're, you're, your body's way up here, right? And your and your your mind is kind of lower, right? And as you get yeah. older, your body keeps kind of you know degrading, degrading, degrading. But your mind is getting so much. Yep. Your your football intelligence is going so high that it sustains you for a longer time. And if you take care of yourself, you don't have any you know rash injuries. You can mm-hmm. kind of play at this really high level, especially now at the like quarterback position where these guys can't get hit that much. It's right. very very protected. So. It is kind of odd to see. It's, I know this is weird to say, but like he's 39 years old, and you're kind of going, well, that's not really that old anymore. Like he looks really broken down to me in Correct. the way that he moves, um, some of the things. But when you look at when you look at the passes that he missed yesterday, yes, right. He looked, and I was shocked at this, but he looked a couple times like he was he was surprised at the coverage. And I remember hmm. a couple very specific times they ran like a, they ran a cover four, but they ran like tan where they're going to, where they're going to, they're going to trap the, the, the third receiver on the trip side. Yeah. And he was going to throw that ball on a comeback to the tight end. And they, so he saw that safety trap that tight end and he just kind of, his eyes immediately went to Najee and just dumped it off right behind him and missed and just missed the pass. It was right, literally right, right in front of him. It's five yard pass. Right. And you're yep. just going like, man, he can't miss. And it was just a string of like, I think he'd probably just missed two or three in a row. Yeah. And you just start, you start seeing like things are not happening like processing wise that like they used to, or like they, like you expect them to. Right. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because he doesn't feel as comfortable. Well, yeah, you got to remember when Ben Roethlisberger came in the league, he was only throwing the ball 17 times a game. Right. Back right, then they had, had a run game, right. Because they had the run game. Right. And, and, so, and, he, was a young, right. and he was a young guy and they could run and run and run. They do play action pass. Then he got into this time in his career where Every offensive lineman in the league would hate playing for him, but he was a really good player, but he would hold the ball and try to find somebody open. So it was that secondary move from the receiver or that mm-hmm. scramble drill what made him very, very successful. Like much like Russell Wilson right now. Like if I was an offensive right. lineman, like last year, let Russ cook. Okay. Like, you know how right. bad his line has to look to let Russ cook. Cause now he's got to run all over the place and all they run. All the time for yeah. Right. That's nonsense, man. I mean, that's a really hard way to play offense. It right? is. And, and so now he can't do that anymore. So you, now you start seeing like, okay, was, was he processing some of these reads and was he processing some pre-snap stuff at the level that let's say an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady was like, I don't know now because once you did take that physical part away from him, he does right. seem to be struggling on some of the processing. So it was interesting for me because it's not like the Packers are, I mean, the Packers are out there on defense, just basically saying like, I don't think you can take us yard. Like, I don't think you can take us in. in I think if it takes 15 plays for you to get a touchdown, I don't think you can do it. Right. right? Like Eric Stokes is out there playing in cover two. He's playing eight yards off, letting you catch a five yard well, yeah. pass every time. 
right? Way but they're out. doing yeah. it. It's 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 part of their strategy because I don't I think they just don't believe it between a rookie running back, between that awful offensive line, and mm-hmm. and, be, and between Roethlisberger, I just don't think he can go he can go yard anymore. He can't go 80 yard drives every day. No, no. And, and what I saw too, so to your point of him his face and realizing the coverage during the throw and having to dump it to Najee, you know, I saw a play with, uh, with Juju Smith Schuster, where it looked like it was a cover three and Juju, he deeks, he fakes out the first level or sec- actually it was a second layer uh, corner or safety and is wide open. And he's just, and it's one of these throws he's done before where he's just slips it over to the DB because the DB sitting in cover two coverage in the middle of the field or cover three coverage in the middle of the field and just gets it over there. And he just, little to the outside, a little bit high over uh, Juju Smith's head. And his face, you know, Juju's face is like, you know, where's, you know, I, I'm just, just that little itch. You can see the little inch of frustration knowing if that ball was left or right. But also it starts with, you know, Ben planting his feet. I believe he was throwing it um, on his back foot and getting it out of there because he's not sure, maybe he felt pressure. And we already know quarterbacks, no matter the age, they're going to feel ghost. You know, they, when they feel a ghost, you know, they're, they're moving around and thinking something's there and nothing's there. So I saw those couple of situations. But I say the important thing for at the time, because it's just the first quarter, for Ben and that offense, they get a score on the road. They come right down the field, make that touchdown. So how important is that for the Steelers coming into Lambeau Field? Well, they certainly need to – I mean, they need to start fast. And like you said, you know, that on that play, they're offsides. And the thing, again, kind of that sh- is is – I guess shocking for me is that defensively we are still doing some things and I'm, I'm just talking about individual, like I like to look at individual technique a lot. Right. And that's, what, that's in, what you do. Right. From an individual technique standpoint, there's some things that are happening that are still kind of head scratchers, right? Because we know that he doesn't move off the spot very well. We know that these, this, this offensive line has been a little bit porous. Right. And mm-hmm. so, but at the same time, we're allowing ourselves to kind of, rush laterally and then and then start going vertically we're allowing ourselves to rush into double teams we're allowing ourselves to start so wide that he's going to get that five set drop pump and throw without us even mm-hmm. getting there so you talking about like the defensive line pressure going yeah to a yeah so it was just quarterback right yeah but at, you know and, and really what really happened here um we we on that on that uh, on the first touchdown right we right. have the offsides call yep he makes a great throw but and then the one call that you're re- or the one throw you're referencing, where he uh, it was down the left uh, the left numbers, yep. Where he he missed him right, and that was the only throw, aside from the touchdown for the entire day that there was just nobody back there. That was a right. you know blown coverage. That was the I was literally the, everything else. It was like, man, you go ahead. I'll just go ahead and come make this tackle every time. I'm gonna play. I'll play soft coverage. Mm-hmm. I'll come up and make the play. Soft coverage. Yep. Come up and make the play over and over and over, and. If they can't, if they can't sustain a drive, it's like the Packers can go back to the, the sidelines and go like, all right, man, we got like, we got to figure it out. Here's how they're gonna, here's how they're going to run today. Here's what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing, and they can just say, just you know, stick to the script, man, stick to the script because we know we're going to put points on the board. Yeah, like I yeah. don't know realistically from a defensive perspective now, how many points you'd have to be down before you start panicking, because you just know like the yesterday, you know, Aaron's going to drop, Aaron's going to drop thirty. Like yeah, yeah, it's going to. He was going to drop 30 yesterday no matter what. Yeah, and then, like, for defense to get in that mindset, like you said, before they hit the panic mindset, that's when your game plan that you have planned and you had certain goals because you knew you were going to attack weaknesses or take away their strength, you know, take away the, the, the strengths 
to their offense to stop them. And I say Packers right now, looking at a little bit, I, like I, what I did in this game, I watched a lot of the D-line. And, uh, you know, you, you talk – and then we talk about – I say real quick on the game, you know, you see Aaron gets the ball back. They have a short eight-play drive. They punt it away. And then uh, Steelers um, stop them. And they stop the Steelers and then they get it three and out. But what I saw definitely on the defensive side for the pack was a lot of D-line. D you know, I see Kiki get in the backfield, bull rushing the guy um, on that sack, strip, and fumble, and they, they recovered there. Seeing that. Little, little things like that coming up. Uh, Kenny Clark doing what he needs to do, swim and then bulling into the backfield to cause a disruption with the run game for the Steelers. And they were, so Najee Harris really couldn't really get in rhythm himself as a runner, which is good. You know, you don't want a big guy like that. You know, we know we saw what he did, did at Alabama. So they did a good job between Kenny, even um, um, uh, Dean Lowry as well. He got in that backfield bit penetration. You, we know, we both know that penetration is the killer of a run game, you know, especially when you have, the big pullers coming around for the power, you know, if it's inside power or even outside power, the uh, outside power run. I know I saw uh, Aaron, I saw the offense run on the goal line, which looked pretty good too. They had that tight end actually mo motion across and get uh, Aaron Jones on the outside end close to a touchdown, but a good run in itself. But, <clears throat> you know, but seeing those, seeing the defensive line, and, uh, and that's where, you know, later we'll talk about, you know, our players of the game, but that defensive line did a lot of work to, to slow down and stop, really stop Najee Harris, but slow down Ben. In, uh, in the, you know, him throwing the ball, trying to get to his receivers, go through his progressions. I saw that. And that was, I say, that was the reason why we saw these three and outs and um, I'll say run game, not really getting in rhythm for the Steelers offense. They, uh, Packers did, they worked on it. You know, what I maybe you know, obviously they work on things every week, but probably a big emphasis of getting in that, um, making sure, taking advantage of that offensive line, as you know, um, being the technician you are, offensive line for the Steelers is not good. And it, it showed out there uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I think they had a complimentary football game. You know, the game plan, we talk about a lot of when you're playing against a good player, a good team. I mean, the Steelers, listen, the Steelers defense has like four all pros on it. Yep. Right. I mean, they're, they're still, they're a championship level defense. Um, or at least they have been in the past. They have a ton of pride, right? That's a great mm -hmm. organization, great head coach, the whole deal. And when you're playing against teams like that, regardless of the quarterback struggling, regardless of the offensive line struggling, you have to have a complimentary game plan. And one thing yes. that you can see, and yesterday it was, it was so fun to watch was, you know, that the defense understands that we're going to score points. And so they're just, it's like a war of attrition again. Like, I don't yeah. think you can, I don't think you can consistently drive down the field and we're go, we'll go ahead and trade field goals for touchdowns all day long. Right. Exactly. And, and, and depending on, de depending on how that game plays out, you can make some adjustments, but foundationally you just see like, that's how we're, that's how we're going to play against this team. And, you know, if you flip it to the other side of the ball, you really have to appreciate the effect that Devontae Adams is having on defenses. Now, yes. the Steelers The Steelers have Joe Hayden, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, Cam Hayward, TJ. They have, they, they have yes. guys, right? Yep. And yeah, they're they deep, their secondary is good. They are bracket coveraging. <clears throat> they're basically saying, we're going to take two guys, and you guys can go ahead and play nine on ten for the rest of the game. Basically. Right? Because we, are, we don't want him to win. And it's so funny because – like for me, when you always talk about, you hear fans talking about, oh, well, the Belichick took away the this or that. Belichick took away the run or the pass. He didn't take away one player. <laughs> you <laughs> right. Know exactly. what I mean, and like they took away one player, but you guys, did you forget? Like Aaron Jones is all pro level. We have right. Tunyon. We have Randall Cobb <laughs> yesterday showing up, right? Like, he showed we, up, right? Big time. We, we have oh, Lazard. Geez. Like we have all these guys that we don't have one guy. We got a ton of guys. And so it's so much fun to watch what happens when, 
Aaron Rodgers and that offense is in the zone. Like they're in the yeah. zone and they're, they're rhythm to the way they play. And we'll talk about it a little bit later in like the trench warfare, but the way they set up plays now when yes. they're on is such a compliment to their personnel, especially up front right now with all those young guys who've been playing extremely well, mm -hmm. but it's such a compliment we can get into later, but man, it's just fun to watch because it's like watching last year with the NFC uh, playoff game versus the Rams. And they're supposed to be playing the mm -hmm. top defense. Right. The way they called that game and the way that game played out was such, was so rhythmic and so easy. It was so offensive line friendly, so offense or so like player friendly. Yes. And then the next week they go and play the bucks. Right. And they got some injuries and everything, but that was like, it almost looked like a totally different team because mm -hmm. it wasn't nearly as friendly anymore. And what happened, like start giving up some sacks some hits, right. you know, it thinks bad things start happening. So Anyways, I love that part of the game. And when they're on, it's almost like you forget that individually they just have these exceptional players because it just right. looks so easy and smooth. Yeah, they're just picking up chunks at a time. And uh, so with that, you know, like I said, with, you know, so that first drive, they actually or the second, third drive, they get the ball, you know, drive down, Aaron scores on a four-yard four run, outruns uh, uh, TJ uh, Watts to the end zone there. And again, just picking up chunks at a time. They're in rhythm. That's what, like you said, when I, I watched that first quarter first half getting in the rhythm and then later um in that uh first quarter i believe they get down there and aaron throws a 23 yard touchdown pass to randall cobb and when you know it's one of them it's a cover one i could tell it's a cover one they tried to do the robber with simmons but he just jumped on randall cobb a little too late as he was crossing the field you know and, and he probably like okay he's randall cobb he's been in the league 11 years okay i could get him right at this point but didn't realize he's a veteran he stair-stepped up a little field and then sprinted hard across that field. So if you're going to get him, you better jump on him early. And I think Simmons, obviously, as a young safety, he learned a lesson right there, getting yeah, beat by old man. <laughs> that's it's, it's crazy because, again, you see what happens, right? They're, they're, bracket, they're doubling Devontae on the left side. Yep. He just takes it, to the, he takes it to the end zone. So now they got the safety coming down and trying to funnel Cobb. What is the, what is the number one thing that safety cannot do? You cannot cross, let him cross face, right? Because nope. there's literally nobody, there's nobody across his face. He turns, it's a technique thing. He turns his body to the sideline early, right? And kind of yep. hedges it like you're playing basketball or something. Well, what's, what does everybody know, man? Once you put that right foot up, up right towards out. the sideline, yeah. dude, I, yeah. hey, I'm crossing your face all day. Randall right. Cobb just hit that thing on stride, man. That was, that was a beautiful play. And that's, again, like you said, Randall Cobb just being a, a veteran, knowing exactly what he's about to see, knowing and a, a masterful play call, an unbelievable throw, Right. But again, you just see how when you have really good players, the scheme works because they take advantage of that safety's mistake. Yep. And then they're taking advantage of other people's mistakes. I see you got here from the, you know, the motion toss right, the motion toss left, you know, using the tight end or using Lazard, him being the biggest receiver where he actually get physical either with a linebacker or a defensive back, but doing different little um, variations of a power toss with the motion or a jet sweep with the motion, or even a wide receiver screen. And seeing that wide receiver screen, they were no, they were picking off the fact that you got a trip side because they sometimes they motion into that trips. Then you only have two DBs out there, and you have three mm -hmm. receivers. And that's yeah, I'm gonna run that screen all day. And you got Devontae Adams, you got two guys blocking. You know, one every time he picked it up, it was at least a, a eight eight to ten yard gain right there. So just picking up those little nuances. And I say defensively for the Steelers, not being not seeing that and and trying to shut that down. You know, but it's hard to do that when they have these, mo you know, Green Bay did, a, like I said, a great job with the motions and putting those, that motion guy in, a, in, you know, in a bunch 
a short bunch or in a trip side to, uh, I say, you know, outbeat or outman the Steelers defense there. So that was something, you know, where it, it kept that offense in rhythm. And, you know, you saw that, you know, with Aaron getting comfortable, but then also, you know, all the other players, like you said, those weapons are are out there and people don't really realize it until they get beat up down the field and got, uh, they're getting scored on real easy. AJ, there's a sequence and you talk about them being in rhythm. Right. So they do a, they do a motion toss to the right. Next play, they go motion toss to the left. Next play, they go motion left straight down the gut. Right. And these are all like six, eight, 10 yard chunks. Yeah. Then they take an empty shot play with a three man rush. Right. Then they do an empty three step with a four man rush. Then they do a wide receiver screen where they just motion the guy and it's off an RPO. And all they're looking, all they're looking out there is they got two, they got two guys up and they got one guy back and they're just, Aaron Rodgers going, okay, well, I'll just give it to my best player. That's easy. (laughs) That's that's low hanging fruit right there. And so if you're talking about, again, when we talk about offensive friendly for, for, for fans out there, we talk about offense friendly. We're saying really two things. We want to put the ball in playmakers hands as, as, as soon as possible. And we want to make the game, especially when we know that they have, you know, Cam Hayward was a world beater last year. TJ Watt, defensive player of the year candidate every year. We want to put those guys in a situation up front where they feel like they can come off the ball and be aggressive as often as possible because that's going to give them more confidence. And so when in that sequence I just described, you had one empty five-step drop against a three-man line. Everything else was three-step, screen, and three runs. Right. So yep. you're coming off the ball, you're getting out, you're running, you feel good about yourself. Everybody's getting exactly what they want. And when you get that again, it's like it it's like uh, it's almost like stealing. Right. Because it doesn't it matter. who It doesn't matter who you're playing against. All of a sudden you get in that rhythm. It's like you just feel like you can't lose. Like I can't be beat right now. I have so much confidence. And when you have confidence, it's 99 percent of this game is is really when anything that any problem that any player has, any team has. It mm-hmm. comes, it really comes down to confidence and, oh, yeah. how, yep. and how you figure out how you're going to earn your confidence, right? Like we separate discussion, but that's all you're doing, man. How do I get these guys feeling confident? How do I get them confident in my game plan and their ability to execute? Yep. Yep. And then as they get confident, then they start throwing in new players like AJ Dillon. He, you see him getting in there with the rotation with AJ, uh, Aaron Jones, and he's picking up chunks. And then he's, a, you know, he's two feet. He looks like, somewhere between 240 and 250 <laughs> he is he's a, a he's a big kid man and uh but you see him getting in that backfield in the same formations and now they're running the ball downhill and and i like the fact that he understands as big as he is when you plant that foot and go upfield man basically go north people are going it's going to be hard for people to tackle him and he did that on a few plays where he wasn't trying to mess around trying to look trying to look fancy because he you know he's he wants to maybe look like aaron jones and aaron jones could do that he's a little back he gets shifty but when you're a big guy like Aaron, like AJ Dillon, get that ball downfield as quick as possible. And he did that. So it's good to see that. And, and actually good to see that LaFleur, and he knows this, working in the young runner, because that's going to come, you know, that's going to, you know, cash in one day. You know, it's going to be a game where a defense is, is uh, stuffing Aaron Jones in that backfield. You know, he, yeah. and, he, and they have a guy, they put in a DV on him instead of a linebacker when he split out wide, left, left or right. And then it's like, you know what, we're going to have to resort to the run game. And now you're getting AJ Dillon. These reps now, even last year, gives him that experience. You know, gives him, like you said, gives him that confidence. Because then when LaFleur looks at the playbook to make a play call, then he knows another guy that now he could go into his repertoire of weapons and, and call on um, a guy that and, – and then he could depend on him at the same time. Hey, A.G., how, how, yeah. how important is it for a guy like A.J. Dillon to just stay – like we call it, stay, hey, man, stay in your shoes. 
be right. the guy that you're meant to be. We drafted you for a reason. Like how many, how hard is it for those guys to be like, man, I see what Aaron Jones is doing out there. I want to be like Aaron Jones instead of being like, you know what? I have my own special unique qualities. I have my own superpowers and right. I'm confident. I'm confident enough to know that that's going to be okay. That's going to be enough. That, that can be a hard thing only when that player doesn't have the development around him. Maybe a coach is not talking to him or a former or, or a current player, you know, older players saying, you know what, this is, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And this is what you can do, you know, to know what you're good at. And because that was a conversation I've had before when I was, uh, when I remember a couple of years with Najee and, and Tony, and then when I went down to uh, Houston and I got in 08, they drafted Steve Slayton out of West Virginia. And, you know, Najee and Tony, big backs, but obviously we did different things. We ran the ball differently. And um, Tony was more of a, a receiving a running back than a runner. You know, he could run the ball, but he, he was good on the screen. He was good in running routes. Najee, obviously, was just like me, just bigger. He could run the ball and obviously getting it downhill. And then sleep fast forward to Steve, Steve Slayton. He was a little scat back. He was more of an Aaron Jones size. And I remember his rookie year where he became beating much. He became a starter. I rotated with him and I said, hey, I said, uh, Steve, let's, I said, I know, you know, offensive coordinator, I think at that time was Cal Shanahan. They, I know they're going to want you at certain plays, pretty much take every snap. And that's great for you. I said, but remember, I am here. I'm the hammer. So when they got plays, when it's short yardage plays between the tackles, if, you know, we could signal each other, we know I could hear the play call before they throw it in there. So I could already look at you, get your attention on the sideline, be like, hey, I'm coming in because it's fourth and one or it's third and two, and it's a power block, you know, it's a power or ISO right up the middle. Let me take the, that play. Because you're only, you know, at that Steve Slade, maybe 195. I say, you don't want, you know, not, I'm not saying to him, but you don't want that. Let me handle that. Let me beat the, the middle. You know, I could, I could deal with the D lineman. You stay on the outside because he had that speed and, uh, you know, that, that youthfulness. And he, he could, uh, you know, exploit this, you know, the defense. So that, you know, in itself is where you tell those, those younger players or somebody like AJ, hey, and he's opposite. Obviously, he's a big guy. He can take the, the, the pain. I say not the pain, but the hits. And so with him and Aaron, and Aaron Jones, I feel just know. So, and it looks like he has that confidence to know where his lane is and what he can do. You know, he's not going to be the guy, you know, getting split in the slot, running against the linebacker or the DB, but he's going to be that guy when it counts picking up that first down short yardage or even a touchdown on the goal line. Just remember this, try to, I say, if anything, tell him to run behind his pass, but that's going to be his biggest advantage when he gets in, you know, in the middle or on the goal line, running behind that pass is going to be what, what gets him uh, to win, you know, game in and game out pretty much. So, um, so we're going to get, keep it, keep the ball rolling here. So the only, I say the only bad thing and the bad news they have is a uh, Zaire Alexander, the, the pro bowl corner, uh, Try to take down Najee Harris, who's a big back, like 230 or whatever, and hit him. He didn't back down, though. It was a good, solid hit. He hit him in the hip area, but he paid for it. He got an AC joint injury right now, so they hopefully that is just a sprain. There's nothing else. Because if he's gone, then it's going to be a – Bro, that guy, wasn't even, that guy wasn't even looking. <laughs> I mean, like, like that dude is a freak of nature, man. He, Come on, Najee Harris, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody yes. else on the planet's getting hit, except for maybe Saquon Barkley. He's getting upended right there. Right. He kept running. I was like, right. he kept running off that? He put in one hand and I just kept going, okay. Like, God, so, I, they were talking like, about what a freak he was, man. He, he's something else now. I saw the flexibility in his hips because he had one leg planet that Zaire hit. And his other leg was up in the air and he had the other hand on the ground to work for his balance. And for him to come out of that and be, and basically didn't lose a stride. I was like, Oh man, this guy's dangerous. He's going to, he's going to make a lot of, he's going to give people nightmares. And he, he's definitely got Zaire uh, shoulder on, on dream mode nightmare right now, because uh, we, like I said, we'll find out 
later this week what the injury is. I know it's probably a slight, at least a slight separation because I was a the way he hit him, he put all of them in him. He's like, I'm gonna hit this guy as hard as I can, and he 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 didn't win. <laughs> he didn't win. That's what happened there. It was like, oh man, as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's dislocated or separated. I was like, it's, it, I was like, it's bad. I said, that's the shoulder. I knew right away. I went, man, he. He paid for that. So we're going to take it to your uh, to our players of the game. And I'm going to start with you, uh, Mike. So yeah, who is your uh, player of the game of this game? I'm giving it to – so coming into the game, T.J. Watt, defensive you know, player of the year candidate every year. Billy Turner had kind of the tall ask. Now, the, mm-hmm. you know, I'll preface this by saying, obviously, everyone's going to go, oh, he's getting chips, he's doing this. He's doing... Look, the way that we play offense, Billy Turner's not going to have to drop back and play T.J. Watt one-on-one for 37 plays. Right? right, it's just not going to happen. That's not how we play offense. Can't do that. That's not. But smart. there's two things that Billy Turner did. One, he shut down T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt had that, you know, the 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 trip play. Mm-hmm. We didn't really call his name a lot except for that. But two, and what people don't understand, when you're playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're playing against that three-four defense. The most important block is the single block on the backside, and Billy Turner's doing a really really good job in the run game of cutting off that backside player. He's sealing the edge on the outside zones. It's not just about pass pro, man. He's doing these little things that make a huge difference in the game. In other words, you run into the left, you got a double team, left guard, left tackle. You got a double team, center, right guard. The single block, the onus is on Billy to keep that 3-4 that tackle right mm-hmm. at bay so, so Aaron Jones can keep it play side. And he's doing such a good job of that, turning the guy's shoulders, getting, some, getting the guy moved off the ball. That coupled with TJ Watt uh, really getting shut out for most of the game, I was just super impressed. I had Billy Miami, man. He's just one of those dudes where I don't think he got a lot of coaching early on in his career. Mm-hmm. And he was just one of those guys you can't help but like and, and root for. So I'm super happy for him. And, and I've just seen him play really, really well since he came to Green Bay. Obviously, he's got, he's got a really good coaching staff there to support him. And just super happy for him. Uh, player, yeah. My player of the game, easy call. Yeah. So for me, like I brought up the D line earlier, so I'm gonna go with Kenny uh, Kenny Clark. You know his, you know using his different weapons. All right, using his different weapons. You know he had the bull rush. He had to swim with a bull where I haven't really seen before, where he basically you know swimming the tackle left arm or right arm, but then driving through to the quarterback, pushing him, pushing his uh pushing Ben's uh, offensive line into his lap. And obviously that's a good thing because you get that quarterback or any quarterback you know off their spot. And uh, and then his run game, you know, penetration, getting in there, disrupting, you know, Najee Harris, not letting him get in rhythm at all. You know, that is something very important um, for a defense alignment. And then, you know, doing different things, you know, putting in the pass rush, helping out the ET, you know, doing those things. And he's getting in the right position, staying low, getting under the offensive line, uh, shoulder pass, being the low man at that time. So he did that throughout the game and, and, and caused a lot of problems, kept the defense you know, where the DBs really and the linebackers already had to worry about getting in coverage and stopping the run. He did his job by taking up space or taking up people and also getting in there on certain plays during key situations to uh, slow down the offense for the Steelers um, going uh, into, you know, finishing off that game. All right. Mike is doing some little adjustments there. Um, I'm going to talk about around the league, some, some I say games that are important because they're already are in the path of the – that will directly affect Packers come later in the year. These games will be more, you know, down to the minute who beat who early in the season and who, you know, you know, it's not about the scores, about the wins. So Seattle you know, beats the 49ers. So that's two weeks in a row the 49ers are, you know, in the loss column. 
right now. Yeah, but they got hey, they got to bring that right. new guy out though. They got to take new car out the garage. Who was right. that? I didn't get to see the game. I just saw this. Oh, they put they that? Trey Lance is playing. Oh yeah, for 49ers yeah. because Garoppolo's yeah. uh, calf muscle or something. Yeah, right? yeah, calf muscle. But hey, here's it's funny how this whole season's working out with these with these rookie quarterbacks, right? Right. They eat it. Justin Fields played yesterday, so yes, guys did. are either getting their shot or the the team saying, "Ah, no, nah, nah, we're going to keep the car in the garage. We want to keep the car in the garage." And right. inevitably, these other dudes are getting hurt, right? Yep. And now they're all now all these guys are playing. You see a couple of players yesterday. You know, you see uh, Zach Wilson having a good day yesterday. Just yes, we'll talk about Justin Fields in a minute, but uh, obviously Mac Jones last night. I mean, these guys are yes. playing. They're starting. They're showing you. For a while in preseason, they're still man, why did we draft these guys, right? Correct. First couple of weeks of the season. Now some of these guys are showing you, hey, we can play a little bit now. Yeah, we can play. And um, you say Mac, uh, Matt Jones out in uh, New England. He definitely impressed me, you know, the other night, you know, playing against a, a good, solid Bucks defense and making plays and basically staying within it. You know, you mentioned it with AJ. You asked me that question about can a player stay in his lane through the weapons and what he know he could do. And that's where Matt, Matt Jones is doing that. He's staying exactly where he needs to need to be just throwing the ball, dropping back and it at all, not worrying about making plays with his leg. Cause he, he wasn't that in Alabama. He was the guy who at Alabama, the guy he's playing as right now in new England. Doesn't he look, <laughs> so uh -oh. he had 19 completions in a row, dude. So he like, he, he did really well. Yeah. He's, he's got, I mean, you hear all these great things about him intangibles and whatnot. When he throws the ball, though, you see when he does like little dink and dunk passes. It, there's there's something there's something funny about the way he's throwing the ball. Like like, like it, it brings a smile to my face when I watch him throw the ball. Like just over the just a little easy passes. Yeah. It's, it's like he's pushing it. It's like throwing darts or something, man. It's like it just looks different. I don't know. Hey, that's his that's his style, then. You know, I, guess. I know I know Brett. I thought he was gonna say kind of look like Brett because he kind of does because he's almost backpedaling because you know how Brett would throw those little deep passes, but he'd be backing up at the same time. Because right. he had the arm straight to do that, and he knew what he could do. Uh, but then you see the Cowboys uh, finally give the Panthers a loss, beating a, beating them thirty six to twenty eight in in Jerry's world. So you see Dak Prescott continuing to come off of that. You know what we had, what we know last year from that injury, and now I mean he's playing he's playing great football right now for that team in my and Coach McCarthy, and they got it. And then Ezekiel he had over hundred fifty plus yards right now. So to them, so for the Cowboys. That's dangerous. When for to looking at that team working at that at that high capacity, when you got the run game going, you got that you got the quarterback and the receivers going, and then you got their defense, which is a pretty solid defense. That is another thing here in the NFC that you looked at later down the line when they you know I don't, they don't play the Packers this year regular season, but this is a postseason you know matchup you know in the making. No, and but knowing what they're working with now is they're gonna just you know for any team. Like this, playing around, they'll get in their rhythm and start playing good football throughout the and throughout the season. That, that game because the Panthers, the Panthers are coming in the number one defense in the league, right? And right. literally in every they category. Were. They but were. it just goes to show you how important it is to have really good offensive line play. Yeah, right. Really it good is. offensive line play. They got Zach Martin, Tyron. Smith. They got some guys that can play some there, big right? And, that can move. And, right. Hey, and Joe Philbin. Right, old Packers coach Joe yep. Philbin is, is their coach now, and you can tell how much of a difference it made because obviously they have all these weapons, right? They got Amari mm -hmm. Cooper, they got that new tight end, they got Gallup, they got Dak, they got Ezekiel. I mean, they got guys everywhere. But the reason that offense was so effective was because Brian Burns, right? Those uh, uh, Fox ninety one mm -hmm. Fox for they all of a sudden. They're not coming as free rushers anymore. 
No. Because that offensive line's taking care of business, right? And they're keeping them so off balance, they can't just start bringing the house all the time because we got too many weapons. It, they're they're a real problem for the NFC. They're going to be a really good team this year. Yeah, definitely. I'm going. It's going to be. I'm. A, I'm that's the team I'll be. I will be watching. So then we go to the internal uh, conference play here: Lions versus Bears. Lions in Chicago, and finally, Justin Fields, Matt Nagy. They're on. I say they're on the same page. They get into a full week where they know what's going on <laughs> come Sunday. They know they got Justin Fields going to start, and now we could game plan on a game plan around your quarterback. And around your run game, you know, the only I believe they might have uh, the young running back Montgomery, I think he you know, sprained an ankle or did something to his knee. So hopefully we'll find out later this week where he, what his status is for next week. But up until then, you got you got a quarterback that's hitting on hitting most of his targets. He still made some rookie mistakes, you know, sitting in the pocket, maybe too long, um, not reading the coverage right. He only had one of those two plays like every other quarter. So that is a good thing. And you got to remember, he is a rookie. He's going to make those mistakes. I go back to my rookie year. I'm on special teams, but I'm watching Peyton Manning. He throws uh, what he, his record was 28 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. You know, <laughs> that's Peyton Manning, and we know where he ended up. So Justin Fields is, I say, in a good as a coach looking at my quarterback, he's in a good space. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about the mistakes, but I'm, you know, I'm a corrector. We're gonna look at film. Why'd you throw it there? You know, what, did, what coverage did you th- think you saw? Because you, you know, when you're thinking, you're trying to look at the coverage, we already know that's a bad thing. You got to know that this coverage is this a pre-snap before the ball is even moving before you get in your hands you, as a quarterback. The best ones know before they get the ball, they already know the coverage. They know where their first option is and they know they know where their first, second, third and fourth options are just in case they, you know, it's a disguised defense that is not what they saw um, before that snap. So I saw him get better. Um, obviously, they got the win. So that's a good thing. So for Nagy, that's something they could uh you know, use that as a learning experience in terms of all the good stuff and a few little bad plays in there for uh, Justin Fields and an offense and that team. Yeah, it's t- it's tough because the Lions are just bereft of talent. They just don't have any talent. Right. I mean, they, you know, they they you know you can talk about the playing hard and they're and and even the talent they have they actually like they're missing their left tackle. Panisio came over from right tackle, left tackle. He had like mm-hmm. a honeymoon phase. Now he was getting beat pretty bad by um, Robert. Robert Quinn was giving him all he could handle. Robert Quinn's a really good player. I mean, the, yes, the Bears have, like, a, a championship-level defense. Like, they're – Yes, they do. They're their legit. front is ridiculous. Like, if you look at Alec – they got Mac. They yeah. got uh, <laughs> – they, they got 96. What's big boy's name? Um, uh, oh, Hicks. God. They got Hicks. They got Hicks. Akeem Hicks. Hakeem Robert, Hicks. Qu- Robert Quinn is a problem. Like, we have Robert Quinn in Miami. He yeah. is a prop physical – Tall, rangy, oh, as they say. God. Tall and rangy. I mean, rangy. Like, like, scary problem. And yeah. now – and you, you got – Two good linebackers. You got second. I mean, they have a good team. They just need to find that piece. And the thing that I saw with Justin Fields is he is he has unique athleticism for the quarterback position. Right? Yes, he does. There's he's he's not your running the street. Oh, he got a, a he's got a good arm. He can run a little bit. No, no, no. He's got a great arm, great and arm. he and he can move and he can scoot a little bit. So they're only. We'll see how that plays out as far as development wise. And I think they got to yep. answer a bunch of questions about Dalton. But if, if they keep him in here over the long term, they might have their guy. Yeah, I believe they definitely have their guy. So uh, he's got, you know, I said, you know, to keep developing him and, and don't break him. <laughs> it ain't broken. Don't try to fix it. So go on to the last little game that I thought was a big game because of a team up in the, on the rise is the Cleveland Browns. Didn't see a lot of the highlights, but I just saw the score. I saw a few uh, of the plays there, but they, they win the game against the Vikings, a good team. Just having 
just in a rut right now. You know, they, they're a solid team, you know, other, you know, defense is solid, but just can't sometimes, sometimes they figured it out. Like last week they had a big game. Now this week they can only score one touchdown, but we already know, I know, I know, and I know, you know, that Cleveland Browns defense is a solid defense with miles Garrett coming off the edge there. So they, 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 they beat the Vikings 14 to seven um, out there in Cleveland. So defensive game. And when you have two guys in the backfield for for Cleveland's offense, you got career, um, Kareem, uh, Kareem and uh, Chubb running that ball. It is it's basically time consuming. And I believe that's from when I seen the score and I seen the game and I seen the highlights. I believe that's the way this game was won it was with the run game with Chubb and Kareem. Yeah, Mayfield is having a hard time. He, I, you know, they, I don't know if you could hit the ocean. He was sitting on a boat, man. But, but, <laughs> oh, but the good man. news is they have a great defense, right? They have a, they have right. a, they have that one guy. They have a lot of good players. They have one guy who can destroy an offense, you know, Miles Garrett. Yep. And then they have the best offensive line in the league. You know, bar, easy, best offensive line in the league. Okay. Best coached, best scheme, best players. Running game with two, you know, two backs that can go to go, you know, yes. be all be all pros if they, you know, if by themselves, right? Yep. True. And so they they have all the weapons they need. So if the quarterback's struggling, it's okay. Well, we'll just go over here and do this. Like they they have that ability, and so that's why people are so enamored with them, and see that they're going to be they're going to be a, a a problem in the in the playoffs because we talk we love to talk about passing yards and we love to talk about the truth is if you can play defense and run the football you usually do pretty well in the playoffs. Yes. You know, and they just keep proving that they, they got what it takes. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. another one of those teams, man. They're like, they're kind of like the Cowboys right now. I don't think, I think Dak Prescott's better than Baker Mayfield, but when we just talk about strength versus strength, like Correct. they're, they're pretty good up front. So it makes a big difference, man. When you run that football. Yeah. When you, especially when you get to the playoffs, when you know you have a solid run game and in the playoffs, that's just a, a whole nother one comfort level and confidence level where, oh, you yeah. know, okay, we get hot with the pass game. The run is going to already be there. And you know what? If the pass game is just mediocre for this game, the run game is going to make it better because of what we pick up on the ground, you know, with the two running backs that we have in that backfield. So uh, going into your neck of the woods, and I was I was down there. I was chip blocking. I was helping y'all out. We'll get into <laughs> to some hey, trench warfare. Right. All right. Get into some trench warfare here. So on the first uh, little topics you, you got here, it says Packers could have stayed with Bull the entire game so yeah man so what did you well, see there so, so what, yeah that so you, you were talking you about see? the defensive line before and like honestly i just i'm i'm a really simple guy right I, yeah. I see things as if you can't stop this i'm just going to keep banging you over the head with it until you until you prove you can stop it yeah, and that's football my, i feel like with roethlisberger the way that he's moving right now and just watching some games before just kind of prepping for that for this mm -hmm. game and seeing how bad their offensive line had played at some point, it's like I made a comment yeah. last week, and I was not trying to be rude, but like they looked like a high school team a little bit to me. The way they were, the way they were getting beat, and yep. I actually thought we could have. Like I don't think the Packers have the best interior line in the world. I thought we didn't do a good enough job of getting to the quarterback yesterday. Like I thought it should, I thought it should have been so much worse. Yeah, they did better. Yeah, they did better uh, stopping the run than they did getting yeah. back to Ben. You know, they but really you, didn't get a whole hands, a lot of hands on Ben. I, I know, I see your point there. You you look at the way because again you have to run and you have to rush in front of Ben's face right and what mm -hmm. the one thing I saw that was super positive was was was, was Gary is now starting to figure out at the end of the game he's like oh wait a second I can bull all these guys into laps right. and it causes problems and now I'm gonna be able to work all my hands and stuff off of that so it's more like hey I'm gonna go to that speed to power and then work off of it and I'm gonna try to press and collapse that pocket 
We talked about that. I think last yeah. week I, you yep. see him start doing that. And he became, I mean, that on that strip sack fumble, yeah, everyone's seeing that. But, but Gary grabbed him by the back of the neck and threw him on the ground. Right. Like yeah. they're both there at the same time. Yep. I just, the, the thing that is always interesting to me is, you know, as, as an individual, you need to have a rush plan, right? Who you, yes. what you're going to do against different guys. And yeah. sometimes our guys will literally run into double teams or they'll go horizontal before they go vertical without any like uh, suddenness. Right. So it's yeah. almost like you, like you got to use every ounce of athleticism that you have. Like if you're lined up in a wide three technique and you're not attacking a gap against a short yeah. set guard, you, you're just not very like you don't football intelligence isn't very high. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And so we just need to get a little, I think we can get more out of what we're doing. Um, that was a little bit surprising to me. I just thought they would dominate more than they did. I thought we, we bit really hard on some play action pass and we're just making some kind of young player, not rookie mistakes, but kind of young player mistakes that I'm sure we'll grow into, you know, but from, for me, I really expected us to have, I don't know, four or five sacks in this game. Right. Right. And uh, cause I, I agree with the point of you brought up with Rashard Gary, just figuring out, Oh, it's fourth quarter. I could do this now. Or I should not, not I could do this. I should do this now. Cause it's strategic, you know? And so, and, and what he should do building off that is start the game knowing, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, you know, I watched this, like this tackle or this guard, you know, on film for the last week or more than that. And now I'm going to come off the, they know I will, I like to do this. They know I like the bull. So now when I come to this first game, you know, first series of a game, I'm going to, I'm going to mess around with this kid, you know, or, or veteran. I'm going to mess mm-hmm. up, make them think, Oh, I'm going to try all this crazy stuff where I'm actually want them to get, them to be get I say kind of take their defensive down to know that I want to get them to where the point where they don't know my bull is coming but I want to do it so I'm gonna set it up by doing other things I'm gonna come in doing a spin move I'm gonna swim here you know do all these other stuff they probably block me you know I hope long as I do my uh, my discipline at my position you know sticking to what I got to do fundamentally in the scheme that my my defense coordinator is telling us to do but eventually I want to get them to where I have them off beat so then when I hit them with that bull rush it looks ridiculous because they're I'm skating them right back to the quarterback's lap, you know, from a, from a defensive line standpoint, because I've seen, you know, Dean Lyman watching him in practice in terms of going back to uh, uh, his rookie year, uh, Clay Matthews. I remember when I came in that year, they brought me in late mid season, uh, mid season in October. And I was watching Clay in practice, come off the ball and then watching him in a game. And I, just from an offensive observ- observation and the way I watched you guys, when you are doing lineman drill against the Dean Lyman drill, I said to, I said to, uh, uh, Clay, I said, hey, why don't you mix it up? Because he just wanted to bull all the time. Bull, 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 bull in practice. The old linemen were getting mad. They were like, dude, do something else. And I, I told him, do something else. You know, do a, do a swim, do a spin move. Find something where you can then get to where you want to be. You want to be mm-hmm. comfortable with the bull rush, but you got to set that up, you know. You know, people knew I was going to run the ball downhill. I was going to drop my shoulder. But sometimes I would give them a little, you know, a little, little something just to let them know, oh, my God, he could do this too. He could sit here and juke me out of my out of my shoes, but I want to get to be eventually where I'm just dropping my shoulder and then they're like all frustrated. Like you know what, I'm I'm not even gonna try to tackle them. They're making business decisions <laughs> at, yeah. at the end of the day. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so it's that breakdown of Gary and coming into his own understanding that you know what I can mix this up, but I want to get to where I'm comfortable. But also I gotta I gotta play the the chess game, not checkers, to get to that point to make sure to be to be in, in an advantage at the end of the game. Every, every defensive lineman has something that they want to rely on. Every mm-hmm. offensive lineman that's watching them is something that they're, they, have, they have something they're looking for, right? 
Right. And what you don't want as a defensive lineman, you don't want what I'm looking for to be your only option. Right. Right. You, you don't, don't want you that. don't want it to be your only. I want it. I want to right. be able to. I want to be able to either a counter off of it immediately or b maybe I show it early so I can counter off it late. But you right. have to. That's what we talk about having a rush plan. You want to set a guy up so you can use something else, right? Yep. And when you look at like the Steelers, and you look at the Packers, for me, it's so. There's a there's a couple of positions in I think in the sport where especially as a young player, mm-hmm. having a good coach makes all the difference in the world. And Mike Munchak was arguably the best line coach in football when he was the Steelers line coach, right? And he moved mm-hmm. and he went on to the, he went on to Denver two years ago. Okay. You just see how their line play, line, their line play last year was was abysmal. They and they lost Ramon Foster. And then this year Marquise Pouncey retires, the Castro's gone, and they're starting from scratch. Yeah. And this is the kind of game where the Packers need to, can can come back and like, yeah, they did some good stuff in the run. But this is the kind of game for me, like if I, I circle this game on the counter, like we need to get a lot of confidence out of this game. Right. Like we need to make a lot of hay in this game and we need to get home a lot in this game because they're just not, they're not coached the same. They're not the same players. They don't have the mm-hmm. same guy in backfield. Like it's different it's the, now. Right. Exactly. So you need to be able to, you need to be able to take advantage of that as much as you can. Yep. You got Cause when you have those, the big change over Pouncey, when he was in there for a long time, mm-hmm. he was, just, he was a leader in that defense. DeCastro was, as well leader a villa villa when he was there leader you know as european european not the one of the best but a leader on that team in in all the fits you know so you have a changeover you got new guys in there and as an offensive coordinator and even as a defensive player or any player you take advantage of those players because they got less experience you know they gotta you know communicate a little more uh to get to, to work together as a unit so you got to take advantage of that stuff and uh, Packers yeah, did man. that and, and that stuff for um the uh the steelers got to work on throughout the year if you look at the offensive line for the Packers, it's, it's, it's exactly what we're talking about, right? So first of all, the Packers are about, when they get their, their two their left side back, mm-hmm. they have first world problems, man, because Runyon, Runyon is a starter in this league. Yes, like he's he a is. bona fide starter. He can play. He can flat out play. Yep, and you know, size. I love Billy yep. Turner. They got Myers, yep. right? Right guard's playing. But it's like, I don't know who you're going to take out. I don't know if you're going to take out the left guard or the right guard and move, and move running over to the right guard. I just love the way that guy plays. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about offensive line play and the reason that, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And Campen did this with, with guys when, when, you know, you think about Josh Shitton and TJ, yep. I mean, TJ Lang is one of those underrated players in Packers history, man. Like he was such a good player. Nobody, you know, he just, Solid player. Good kid. like, yep. yeah, if we, you just didn't it, it blog. I mean, but guys got hurt and they come back in and, or excuse me. And then they, and they film with a, a younger player and the, the ball just keeps rolling. Part of that's because of the skill position players, part of that's because of Rogers and the scheme and everything. Right. But they have, they have just had really good line coaches. Stenovich is a great line coach, man. He's proven it every single week. This Josh kid comes in. I've never even heard of him before. This two right. good games. Right. This two, he has two good games against, against top level. Co- Dude, he had to play against Melvin Ingram yesterday. You know how good Melvin Ingram is? He's a, <laughs> he, he is a problem. Like, he's one of those guys where he might not have the stats, but every single lineman in the league is sweating profusely the night before they have to play against him. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. He is unblockable sometimes. And we're playing – we had a great game and a great game plan versus these guys. If you want to see, like, why coaching matters, watch the Packers offensive line, man. Watch the, watch the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Like, if you want to see – if you want to know if your line's any good, mm-hmm. go watch them double team and go watch them pass off games. If your it's, line is – if, 
if your line is well coached, your double teams are getting movement, getting to the second level, and you're passing yep. off all your TTs, your TEs, your ETs, you're passing them off. And you could go down, you could literally go watch 16 games this weekend. You see about 16 teams that got it right, 16 teams that don't. Nope. And yep. it's crazy, but it's true. It's very true. And like, well, to your point, you know, I remember, you know, watching the game and watching, you know, every time the offense, what I would did, I did for a series, I watched how when the offensive line, the Packers offensive line got to the line of scrimmage, they get in their stance, center grabs the ball, and then they're pointing, they're talking amongst each other. They're, they're like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. You're going to get that guy. or You're going to take him, or, you know, this and that. And you see that pointing by the off from every position, the center, the guard, the tackles, they're all doing this. They're putting their heads up. They're looking up. They're looking, all right. 56 right there, 42's there. You know, that when you when you see an offense making them calls, it's just like when a defense calls out your play. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember it was what uh we played against the Ravens a few times, and I hear Ray Lewis, oh, it's a screen, it's a screen, and sure enough, a screen was coming. <laughs> you know, so when that offensive line is doing that, they're basically telling defense, hey, we know where you, you know, we know where you're gonna be. Now we're just gonna make sure we get ourselves in a position by footwork-wise and technique-wise and scheme-wise to block up you. Because the double teams, I saw those too. Beautiful. When you get the double team to the second level, that means you're in the linebacker's lap. That means the DB is the only you know, next safe position that could slow down the run play You know, on that. So having those double teams get to the second level, very important. And uh, winning the one-on-ones and obviously pointing out you know, the what they see with their eyes before the ball snap. I believe it's all beautiful. Came one, one, thing that's, one thing that's changed in in the NFL is that, you know, back in the day when we were playing, like if you, if you got to the 40 yard line going in, like in field goal range, mm-hmm. the deep, the first team defensive line swap back in, right. If they, if they were getting their breather, they come back in. Cause they don't want you to get that field goal. It's like that first, it's like that at first yeah. place. Right. Yeah. And what a lot of really good offenses do. And we used to do this against like Carolina when they had like Chris Jenkins. Right. Yeah, is probably. they'll wait, they'll wait until Chris Jenkins. Like we used to wait until Chris Jenkins got tired right mm-hmm. and then we took himself out like we, we just whoever came in was about to have a real bad day because we <laughs> were going to run right up that guy's ass right like i mean we're just he, he's getting double teamed he's getting moved off the ball we're getting to dan morgan at the, at the second level like that was gonna happen and it right. was all it's like good offensive lines play callers court the whole deal like when you have your stuff down and you can worry about that like okay let's just wait until so-and-so gets out of the game like cam hayward yesterday Man, when right. Cam Hayward gets out of the game, it's time to make hay. Yeah, it's right? a whole other Not world. that you can't make, yeah, not that you can't make it with him in the game. It's like when like Jenkins back with Carolina. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll just run a Buckner because Buckner was good, but he was he was an older player at that point. He yeah. couldn't hold up. We just won't run at Jenkins because you know you can't move him. Yeah, but it's yeah. the same thing. Like yeah. when these these Big lines, guy. it's a, it's a sign of a good offensive line, a good coach, a good coordinator, a good play caller. It's a sign of like their awareness. Like oh, the backups are in. Oh, okay. Well, the backups are in. now. It's time like we can run our deep stuff. We can run. We can we can run sideline to sideline now. Like we can do with some stuff that might be a little bit harder with the first team in. So I I just love like from from when I watch football, that's what I watch. Like I I love to see how they change when the next group comes in and like are we making adjustments knowing that we can get these guys two yards off the ball instead of one yard off the ball. Like are we doing anything? Are we taking advantage of the situation? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what Aaron did. I know. In the first series, second series, actually the series they scored a touchdown for a second touchdown. Uh, was when, as you get, as he does it, he's famous for it. When the defense is trying to rotate D lineman, and he sees it, and then he's like, "Everybody get to the ball, get to the line, so we get a quick snap, so then they could get the penalty. They have a free play, but Tomlin called the timeout. And if you saw them, 
they had it on the sideline. I tried to screenshot it on my phone, but I couldn't. But it was that moment where Kamlin looked at Aaron like, yeah, I know what you were trying to do. He kind of, he did one of these. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah I know. He's a, you know, game recognized game, Aaron. <laughs> so it's just those, they, they were, Aaron is traditionally, like you say, taking advantage of a problem that the, he sees on the defense of what they're trying to do. A lot of people think Tomlin is like, hey, man, I'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people are thinking, right? It's like, yeah, no, man, it's like, man. why? It's like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm not leaving Green Bay for Pittsburgh, man. I think they're both great franchises, <laughs> but like, I know people are like saying that. I, you know, people, you hear nah. that all the time. I'm like, you gotta be, why would he go there, dude? Look what he's got here. Exactly. Look exactly. at the weapons, it. man. It's nuts. Yeah. But, I, I think he's gonna go to the sun anyway <laughs> when, yeah. when we get to that conversation. We're gonna have that conversation later yeah. this year. Uh, but for our next topic and conversation is get off my lawn. And, get off my uh, lawn. You got some good stuff here. I know I got one thing. I had another one. I just couldn't think of what it was, but it'll pop, it maybe pop back in my brain while we're talking. But you can start it off with uh, the first get off. Yeah, my so lawn. some of my get off my lawns this year, are, are, this this week are backwards. Like, can we start using? This is the thing that's bothering me, right? The right. referee has become too big a part of the game, right? And Agreed. we like look, we put a monkey into space. A man has walked on the moon. Okay. We could clone a sheep, all right? Yeah. And you telling me right now that we can't use technology to figure out whether or not it's a first down? Like, or you like, – how about the game – like, the game last night with Brady, like, they don't even know he broke the passing record. Drew Brees is over there, like, he wanted to, like, shake his hand and all that nonsense. And they just, like, went right by it because they didn't even know he broke the passing record until the next play because they couldn't even measure the damn the, – the damn, right. they couldn't do the math right because they don't have a laser pointer out there. <laughs> like they got they got damn var and they got all this stuff and and yeah. or excuse me they got the the, uh, the vr goal right. the goal no goal in, in like soccer where you just gotta yes. go through the laser pointer yeah it's like bro you could just we could do that now with first downs or can we have a little bit of consistency like this actually was the oregon stanford game in co- uh, the college football game oregon lost you know and yeah. then on the last drive stanford Oregon gets flagged. They kick their best play Thibodeau out on like oh, a nonsense, a nonsense. I call, saw that highlight. Right? I did see that highlight. Yes. Then, then they give another guy a targeting call again, nonsense call. Then they get the holding call in the end zone. They've been, they haven't called that play the entire game. It, I mean, almost you can show like seven plays that are the exact same. Right. Oh my God. Ref throws the flag and you're like, Dude, can we, at some point, can we just get robots to start making calls? And like, cause if at least, at least then, it would be objective. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good, but it's objective. Like we don't need right. this. We don't need this human error anymore. I think we're past, at least on some of this, not, can we at least start with like the laser pointer for the first down? Do we need to bring the chains out anymore, man? Right. Like, I know that's not a get off my lawn, but like I am. <laughs> that it, is a get off my it lawn. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it just, <laughs> I just keep watching. I'm like, I'm so tired of the refs being involved in the games now. It just, it, and it's all because of the rule changes and everything. I could get it, Correct. but it just, it takes so much away from the game. Every long play has got a flag. Everything's yeah. got to be brought. It's just, man, just let us, let the guys go play football. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I've seen like through the whole, all day Sunday, tell Packer game. And I say really any game with an experienced quarterback, you will see at least two to three, pass interference calls on a deep throw for sure because the DB hasn't turned his head or they see that the DB is getting handsy with the wide receiver. And because I know Tom Brady has admitted, look, I just, when he, we have the situation where we need to convert, we just run it. We have a play where our receivers just run deep and I just throw it up to try to get a PI because that, that DB is going to panic. You know, he's going to start grabbing 
you know, or he's going to, you know, do something basically when he you know, gets the flag. So, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm with you with that one. Get, get off my line with that one. Get way off my line. So for this next one is mine. And I'm like, come on, they, that was way unnecessary. So they, you know, they're, you know, we, they know, we know if you watch football, if you fantasy, you're a fantasy leaguer, you know, Richard Sermon just got picked up from the Buccaneers because all the injuries, they just had a rash of in, injuries in the DB position. And, you know, I have I got a lot of respect for all the commentators in the world from, you know, so it's uh, Michelle Tafoya and then who else are the commentators? It was Drew, Drew Brees, I believe, on Sunday Night Football. And yeah. uh, uh, I think Mike and then Al Michaels or something like yeah. that. But it's Michelle Tafoya. I know she I say I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's a producer in her ear saying when we talk about Ray Sh- or uh, Richard Sherman, we're going to talk about this instead of mentioning the fact that he's won a Super Bowl. He's one of the best DBs that Seattle and the NFL. He was a late round draft pick as that you know rose up. They bring up the fact of his uh his uh I believe DUI slash family domestic that he had this summer, and I'm like, come on! It's in a part of the game where I, where the game is going, the game is flowing. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, just uh turned it, turned it over, or just scored, and now they're on defense. And it's first thing when they see number five, he has number five. I believe that might have been his yep. Stanford jersey or Stanford number. He lines up, and that's what comes out. I'm like, it just took the air in my house and watching the game. It just took the the air out of my balloon to hear that. It's like, are we talking about football here? It's like, this is football game. Why would you bring that up as he's trying to line up and play football and be, you know, be a football player? Come on, man, get off my line with that. Just, uh, you, just talk you're about so the right. sports. You so right. well. Sports. You, well, here's the deal, right? There's time and a place to talk about everything, right? Correct. And and they'll say, oh, well, that's news. It's relevant. It's like, dude, it was relevant before the game. Correct. It was relevant. We don't need to talk about it right now, right? It has nothing to and, do with him. And, and, and that guy, and, and, and honestly, he did a really nice job because he got picked up on like Wednesday, man. He flew in there like right. 9.30, 9.30 Tuesday night, took a physical, was practiced on Wednesday, played all but one snap yesterday. Like that's, I mean, that's and, the story. Right. Right. And he was, in, you know, he had a high level of contrition and everything about what had transpired what he's mm-hmm. doing, how he's getting himself help. It made him wake up. I mean, the story is already out there, man. Like, I don't know if we need, I, I would be just so much more interested. In, like you said, let's just stay on topic right now. We could talk about that later. We could talk about it. You want to write a blog about that, Michelle? That's cool. Whatever. I mean, Great. I just Do don't it. know. I just don't know when we, when we had to talk about bad things all the time in order to get ratings. I just, I don't right. know when that happened. Me neither. I don't know. And uh, it's just every time that happens, I just shake my head. I'm like, hey, we're here. I'm watching Sunday Night Football. I want to hear whatever about the game that's relevant in front of me. You know, knowing that Richard Sherman's on the team, he brings more experience. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's been there twice and he's done things. He has the experience. He's played against great quarterbacks. So talk about that. You know, he that's what the type of player and he's a trash talker, but he backs it up when he in his in his time in Seattle. He was part of the Legion of Boom. Yeah, him. Yeah, Cam Chancellor. You had these. You had a uh, was it um, Ed? Uh, I forgot the the cornerback from Texas, but Pro Bowler. He played for the Ravens as well. Uh, Ed. So he had a, a team of DBs that made them the the most feared defensive Come backfield. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah. Most feared defensive backfield during their Super Bowl runs. They had two of them. We know they should have walked away with two rings, but we already know what happened there. That was uh, chaos <laughs> at the OK Corral right there. Uh, but yeah, get on my line with that. You know, and, yeah, and it, I'm gonna put that on Sunday Night Football, not Michelle. Sunday Night Football producers, get off my line with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It, you know, this is, and so with that, it used to be about right, like the game used to be about the team, 
right? Fans yep. used to be fans of the team. And we are now, I am, I'll watch, when I watch a game, I usually watch, I'm watching players. I was watching guys that we used to watch guys that we know. Yep. I just don't know when it, it stopped being about the team. And like this, it's like the Brady Belichick thing. Like I, like I know it's a big deal. Like I get it. Like he, he's the greatest of all time. Like I don't think anybody's denying that. Right. But it's not like Bill Belichick's out there like dropping snaps and everything. You know, you know, it's not like he's out there dropping. Right. Exactly. It's about, it's Pity. about the Patriots versus the Bucks and what the Patriots defense can, can formulate against Tom Brady's offense. What, what Mac Jones and their offense can do against, but I mean, it used to be so much about that and the level of hype that that game got, or I should oh, say man. those two individuals got, because like you know Bowl what, week. because, but, but you know what happened? Like the game was, the game was an interesting game. I think a lot of people would say it was underwhelming because there wasn't a lot of points scored. I don't, I don't right. personally feel that way. I just right. feel it shows that Belichick's actually the greatest of all time. Cause he did get, he did get in Brady's head a little bit, or, or at least he forced him to do some things he didn't want to do. He looked confused a couple of times, forced him to run and, and, mm-hmm. and play the patient game. So I, Belichick's the greatest of all time, man. Case closed, right? I mean, yep. they're, both, they're both amazing, but Bel- and I think we already knew that. But it's about, it's about the whole game and, and, and trying to just, again, trying to just steal viewers by not talking about, like not appreciating – what it must be like for Mac Jones to go through this, right? Exactly. Matt, Matt Judon was an absolute world beater last night. Like, why right, are we not right. talking more about that dude? I mean, there's just Troy and technician. Yeah, it just kept going back to the same thing. I like, I'm a little bit, I got a little bit of like, um, I guess I got a little bit of like the, the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick fever or something. Like, I, I don't want to hear about him for a while. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. they didn't, not for any fault of their own. And the other thing I'd say is this, like, we all know it's a big deal. And all that hype and everything, it probably if if Tom Brady wasn't sharp last night, it probably aided the fact that like by it was aided by the fact that he had so many responsibilities as far as media and you know oh, for his yes, team for the Patriots. Yes, all I mean, all that stuff. It actually probably did in a little in some ways it probably detracted from the quality of the game. You know whether mm-hmm. he would want to admit that or not, it probably detracted from the quality of the game. And so that's always too. I just want to be – I just love it when we just appreciate the sport for what it is. You exactly. know what I mean? And there's personalities make sport. Don't get me wrong, but I just I love it when we, we appreciate the sport for what it is. Exactly. Me too. I'm with you there. So we're talking about personality, and we're talking about the Super Bowl halftime show. So yeah, you man. got that in here. So yeah, what's this your, is, this is what's my your get off the lawn with it? This is yeah. my preemptive get off the lawn, right? Because <laughs> I know we've had Miley Cyrus, and we've had, like we've had all these, like, Maybe they were maybe some kids out there wanted K-pop out there. Like also want right. some boy bands. But we got Snoop, we got Dr. Dre, we got Eminem, we got Mary J. Blige, we got Kendrick Lamar in right. LA for the halftime show. And I could not be more excited. What? Like I'm so hyped out. About, no, are you kidding me? I'm so excited they finally have a good halftime show after years of having to listen to like some nonsense. I'm watching J Lo. I'm just watching stuff like I'm like, I, here, Stones, Metallica. Snoop, like there's like four right. guys that I want to see on the show, right? You know, yep. it, but I know it's not, but it's not for us. It's not for us, right? Correct. <laughs> so I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they got this. And I'm just what I just am kind of holding my breath to see what happens. Like the backlash, the backlog, the preemptive. Oh, I'm not gonna watch it because this guy's controversial. I don't like Whatever, what he says right. in his, Hey, I don't like what he says in his music. Like, I'm just kind of like preemptively, man, just get off my lawn, turn the channel, 
go watch the dog show on channel seven. Like, I don't care, man, leave this alone. Let us have this one thing. Right. Right. And I agree. It's, I mean, I already knew it being in LA. I say, you're going to have all the heavy hitters of LA. That is LA. Dr. Dre has LA. Kendrick Lamar. I'm like, where's Ice Cube? I'm like, he's got to be. He's making a special. Pre- he's got to be in there, dude. I <laughs> he's got to be the exact in same thing. I was like, he's was gonna like, be. He'll show up. You got show Dre, up. Special guest. You got, yeah, you got Dre, Snoop, and he, you know, Kendrick is like the new uh, West Coast rapper. Uh, but and then the other uh, people that are performing too. But yeah, I was like, they gotta. I know Ice Cube is not gonna go out without a fight, without the Super Bowl being in his hometown. As much as he was a Raiders fan, and I'm pretty sure his heart is so broken that they're in Las Vegas <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know that. So did you hear? Sure. Did you hear his? Sorry, did you hear his? Uh, he did a, a, a like their walkout song for the Raiders. He did it. Yeah, I, I did. I saw. I think I saw it last. Probably year. like Silver and Black or something. Yeah, it was, yeah. Hey, he, it was pretty hype. That was pretty hype too. So your last <laughs> one, last one here is your college. So go and I let you let you take that one about college football here. What's this? Uh, you one? know, it just it seems like after this weekend. Uh, it's like Alabama and Georgia, and then everybody else is on literally a different level, right? And it just feels like every single year. A lower year, level right now, right? Yeah, yeah. It just feels like every single year, there's just no parity in, this, in the sport anymore. And I don't think it's going to get better by, like, combining the SEC with some other – like, bringing better schools in the SEC. Right. And then they had the then, transfer portal. For, yeah, you know, the transfer port exactly. And you know. now you have you have all the 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 money that guys these guys can make off. I mean, it just seems like it's just it just seems like it's going to get worse and worse and worse where they want to expand like the college football playoff system. They want to have eight teams, want to have 12 teams. And it's like, do you really, right now you have two teams. Like, That's it. The like what are we, we going to do, man? I, I just, I miss parody. I just miss parody. Right. I miss the idea that if I, I'm watching Oregon play Stanford and Oregon's number three. And right. I miss the idea. I'm a West coast guy. I miss the idea that a, that a PAC 12 team could actually be good and be a contender in like in January, February. And just, I'm once again, I'm like, Oh, I guess we'll have to sit this one out, boys. Right, right. <laughs> I guess you know, we're and, and, and that feeling, I felt that feeling when Oregon beat Ohio State. I'm like, oh, because that's an early game in a tough place, and yeah. a team traditionally that doesn't play really as you as we know, they only been in what in a, like the FBS playoff run one time in the last yep. ten years. That's when Frosty was there. They had a, a Mariota at quarterback, and they were there. But that's it. And so when I saw them go this early kickoff week for college football, go out to the, out to the shoe, beat Ohio state in their play, beat Bucky in their plays. I'm like, okay. You know, but now seeing this week, I'm like, what happened? What's going on? I'm like, come on. How y'all lose to Stafford? I like, I know it's an internal, you know, it's a pack. Was it whatever it is pack 14 now out there? I can't, I, I lost the number. I don't know. It's pack 12, 10, 14. Okay. But you go out to a place you should have beat them. You beat Ohio state in Ohio state. Stanford, any other team in that conference, as a player, it's like, man, we, 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 we did what we did. We should be able to walk down this line and beat these teams handily. But that's where you say, you know, the greater is part. And I want to say this one's not quite, quite the, the parity side, but just like players maybe and coaches not being quite focused going into that game. But a game they should have won and kept kept their run through the back, the pack 14 or whatever it is out there. <laughs> Uh, so to the finish, the wrap up the show here, the deep dive, you kind of talk about Belichick already uh, being the goal. And I agree. You know, when you look at the way the game was coached last night uh, from the Patriots side of the ball way and, and the way Mac Jones, I mentioned him already, just staying in his lane, throwing 
you know, doing the stuff he's familiar that he's been doing for the past five years, being at Alabama and now in New England where he's dropping back. He's turned, you know, he could turn his back that three step, that five step, that eight step after the play action fake. And he's hitting his guys on talk of it. He got obviously a little pressure in from the Buccaneers defense, but you know, they're a good defense that happened, but for Belichick to have that team ready to go and offensively and defensively, what he's done for a very long time, he did his job. He did exactly what he needed to do to have that team. Cause you, Look at what Tampa Bay did before that. They're, you know, they're scoring over 20 plus points a game, you know, before they come into Gillette Stadium. They're putting up points on people. And that defense is you know, creating problems from for offenses. They're turning it over. They're sacking their quarterback. They're stopping the run game. And you really didn't see none of that in this game. It took a full team effort, offense, defense, and special teams for the Buccaneers to go into the Gillette Stadium, along with, you know, Brett, I mean, not Brett, uh, Tom playing well but everybody else playing well too for the Buccaneers to get that victory for them last night. But you think, you think they should have gone for it on fourth and three. I mean, if I'm Mac Jones, I'm like that. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm angry that into the wind, rainy conditions, fourth and three, because this changes the whole trajectory of his year. True. If he wins this game, it changes. I mean, for him, that narrative is completely different, right? It's, no, it's totally different. I agree. You know, I beat Tom, Tom Brady came back and I beat Tom Brady. Like that is completely different. And he could still go on to have a great career and all this stuff. But yeah, he's I'm gonna have a good if, season. Yep. if you wanted, if you wanted to just catapult this guy to the next thing, man, give him the ball in fourth and three, or he makes it and Tom Brady doesn't be able, isn't able to come back, but he wins that game as well right. as he played. Opportunity, opportunity missed, man. It's just right. unfortunate. He right. played well enough to win. Right, right. And uh, so I'll say later in his career, that'll be something he could pull. You know, he'd be like, you know what? I'm not calling it. I'm going to do this because he knows, you know, he has uh, Bills. If, he, if Bill is still coaching him by year 10, if he makes it to year 10, you see what I'm saying? Or a year eight, then he could do that. Then, But as a rookie now, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't make that, you know. No, that you don't have that kind of – you don't kind of have that – you have that, that pool. equity. You don't have that equity, the yeah, pool, you know, yeah, to make yeah. that. Because that would be something I know Brett, you know, Aaron would do. Be like, you know what, I see this. I'm going to call this play, get the first thing. I have a confidence I'm going to put Devontae or some – a receiver in the right position to get to win the play, basically. But, A.G., we didn't – I mean, this is like the fourth and fourth and one before the fourth and 26. True. Exactly. This is what, this, and this is probably why, like – Yes, you know it made me painful because I'm going, I'm going, man. This is a this is that play. This is that defining moment, yep. right? And we didn't do it, right? And Brett didn't and do it. Went, you know what I mean? We don't have that. They used to have that kind of. Excuse me. No, I was. I was guys now, guys now have that kind of pull. I mean, you see, like, uh, you sure. see Harbaugh asking Lamar Jackson, "You want to go for it? You want to go for exactly. it?" Exactly. It's like they're all going to say yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But I know, and I, maybe there's some dynamic where you're transferring some ownership there. Like I don't know, but but he but they're going these these guys. And now the stats play it out a little bit better and all that. Right. right. But, but we it's like that's that one where it's like the one that got away for us. So every time I see that fourth and three and like you kick it and the dude misses it, I'm like, bro. Right. I always want to put it in. I always want to put it. in. Dan Campbell's getting in trouble for this right now because they're like two for ten on going on on fourth down oh, in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's like two or three for ten. They're not doing well with it. But like his thought process is, oh wait, you guys said the analytics are this way. We're going to be an aggressive team. Like I got to put, I, I got to trust my players. Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll take we'll kind of take what what comes right. Like it, I think yeah. I heard him this weekend. But the the thought process being like, hey, you know, as former players, we're always like, 
don't give us a reason to go for it, man. It was, oh, right. analytics say we should go for it. Oh, okay. Every exactly. single time. Yeah, because I know you. Uh, you asked me on that play. I'm going for it. I was so mad. I, co- I was like, Coach Herman, if you would ask me, I'm like, let's get it. I was falling for four yards. Okay, I fall forward for four yards in that game. So you know, I, I've told you that. I, we've told you we're sitting up there, right? I yeah. told the story, right? And we're sitting up there, and that damn backup was in between me and Flanagan. Yeah. I was so pissed. Hey, come on. Come hey, on. Gee, I'm going to start crying, man. It's no, been... no more. No, you don't need to do that. No, but we'll, we'll talk about how bad the Lions So wrap it up here. We'll talk about how bad the Lions are. And the Bears having a quarterback now, you know, to wrap this thing up, even though it's our, it's the Packer talk. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I again, we talked about it before, the, the Lions are just – I look, if you're – as a former player, you're rooting for the Lions because they've got – They've got a lot of former players on their staff. Yep. Right. I just yep. like the, I, we all, you know, cause all of us are like, you know, every one of us has had that coach. You're like, man, you really don't know what you're talking about. You don't know this intimately. Like you're not yep. giving me the right information because you just don't know. And so at some level, all of us are, all of us ex players are like, man, I wish I would have a player in the room. So they know exactly what I feel like. Right. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what this is like. I could transfer that information but we talked about this before, man. It's like, you have to, you have to have the talent. It's going to take some time. He's getting yeah. building that culture. And with that talent, with that culture is going to come the details we talked about last week. This is going to make him successful, but just right now, it's just, it's kind of tough to watch, right? Because they're just, they're just not very good. They downgraded a quarterback and they got some problems, but yeah. Time, yeah, time will tell, man. That's, that's, that's why he got that six-year contract, you know, because it's going yeah, to it's going to, yeah, it's going to take all of that, you know, in terms of, because it's a culture building thing, you know, it's, it's not just the, you know, the players being good, you know, having a certain amount of good players and then players right under them, but also it's the culture because even the good players, if they don't have a good mindset of how to, how to build a way to be around a winning, a winning program, then it's going to be tough, you know, in itself. Um, but, you know, moving on to the bears there, you know, it's good for me, that I see now they got a whole week behind fields where there was a game plan where he was in those meetings and he is the guy that Nagy's asking the question to what's your, what's your play? You know, what's your favorite throw? What's your favorite run in this situation? It's a third and eight. What do you want to do on 38? You know, what's your favorite play on a third and eight right now to convert for first down? What would you, th- what would you want to throw in or call? You know, so those that just happened for Justin Fields. And do you think they get, do you think they get that? I'm curious what you, cause I in my experience, I could go either way. Do right. you think they're giving him that leeway where they're, they're even asking him or they're giving him the options to have that input. And you, you know what? That's a great question. I, I'm like, you would what think I just so. said, yeah, what I just so. said, what I just said is what I know as a coach, I would ask my, my quarterback. So yeah, you're sure. right. So that's a great question. Is Nagy asking that question to his young quarterback? To a point, you have to because you got like we just said. You said earlier, you got to give that player confidence. You give that player confidence by asking him one or two questions like that, saying, "Hey, okay, this third and it's third and ten, third and long. What would you want to run here?" You give that player the more comfortable. You know, he gets comfortable real fast. Like, oh, you know what, coach is giving me time to think about what I want to do with the third and long situation. And I remember this throw at Ohio State. It was a play we ran like this. And the guy always came open, or I was comfortable throwing that ball in that position. And now it's like, now you're giving that guy more time to let the field and the, you know the game speed slow down for him. You know, so now he you building him for success. And even if it's maybe it's not maybe it's not a pass play. Maybe if it's a you know third and medium, it's a run play that he he remembered running 
on a previous play later in, early in the game or something he did in college. He could refer to that to give that coach more information and be like, okay, now I got something for you. You know, he's been, you know, drawing up game plans since Kansas City. So he then could give his young quarterback something. You know, here we go. We did this with with uh, with uh, Smith, you know, and Casey or with, with Pat. Blah, blah, blah. We did this. Try this out. You know, think about this play right here on a third and medium. You know, so when you do that, you give you basically open the, the, the floodgates for that player to really get more into their own game as as it was when he was at Ohio State winning all those games and now getting to the you know Chicago Bears and trying to start that 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 tradition for him as a, a young quarterback. Yeah, it's it's I think it's interesting because they obviously when they drafted him, they had a plan. Right. They have a plan of, of they know the things that he probably likes to do. Like they probably I'm sure they watch his tape. OK, he likes to run. He likes to he likes to move on the run or he doesn't or he likes to throw on the run. Or he doesn't. Right. When he's in the pocket, he likes these combat, these route combinations. He had a lot of success in college with these route combinations. Right. Against these kind of defenses. So we want to set him up for success that way. Um, they've seen him in training camp that last last week. It didn't look like they changed the game plan for him. True. And so that's I and agree. that's why that's why I bring it up. Right. So, so what the, that progression, you think about a progression, like if you're a, if you're a 20 year coach and you're asking a 20 year old quarterback, 22 year old quarterback, mm -hmm. right. What do you like? They're pro like the coach probably gonna be like, I've literally been alive longer than you've been playing football or I've I, <laughs> reversed that. I've been in football longer than you've been alive. Right, so yeah. if it's okay, like I'm going to be the coach, <clears throat> you be the player. So how do you build that? Like, how do you start building that confidence? Like you probably understand. I'm probably going to give you, like, if I'm that guy, I'm going to give you, like, do you like A, B, or C? Do you like this route combination? Good. We're going to work these in. Exactly. Do you like, do you like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pepper these kind of screens in. We're going to do this RPO that you can have the option to throw to the floor. Like, we're going to do things that you like, and we're going to build the game plan around what you like. And then when we get down to sat Friday or Saturday, and we're talking about, okay, what's your number one on my list that I've already made? This game plan's done. Mm -hmm. What's my third and eight? What's your favorite play? Okay, that's our. I agree. We'll go that first. What's your fourth down play? Got to have it play. Okay, I agree. Right. We'll go to that first, right? But so the collaborate, like at the highest level, like with Aaron, probably the collaboration. Aaron, Aaron is probably Tom, like, yeah. The Drew collaboration Brees. with Aaron, Aaron with with Rogers or Tommy, you know, those guys. It's probably like I'm gonna come in Monday or Tuesday, and I'm gonna we're gonna go through this together, right? Yep. But at the lower level, or not the lower, but the younger level, the beginning. Probably, I'll say the beginning level. Yeah, when right you're now. building that up, it's like here, here's how we're gonna build trust. I'm gonna do the things that I know that you like, and then I'm gonna give you the you know, each situation. Like you know the spread, the the play sheet's got okay, third and six to nine, third and ten and ten plus, yep. third and one. They're gonna give you okay. I want you to show me your favorite play in each one of these. And we're going to go to that, or I'm going to tell you that we're going to go to that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we'll build out a little bit more. Okay. Who do you like in the slot when we run this combination? Okay, great. Let's, we're going to figure out a way to motion them in to make that happen. Right. Exactly. So there's a progression to build that out. Like everything else. I'm always just super curious. I'm always super curious from a, from a, uh, just a football fan standpoint, because you see, like we talked about before, the, there's some positions where as a young player, you really got to have a good coach or there might be a problem. Right. The quarterback's probably one of those positions, right? Where you yeah. better have a guy in that building that can really develop you. We've seen what happens with high draft picks who go into a bad situation. And yep. it's not always bad because like their line sucks. They don't, it's bad because they don't have good footwork and they don't know how to read the damn defense, man. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be interested to hear or see like next week, how they build that out from, from uh, the success that they have with fields this week. 
Exactly. So, we'll, yeah, we'll be watching the Bears and all the young quarterbacks that are now playing um, in from the 2021 draft. So that's going to be big for that. So next week, a podcast will be going over the Packers going out to Cincinnati. Another, I'll say, maybe a trap game because you know, Joe Burrow's Cincinnati, good, man. Yeah, Joe Burrow's good. But they're, you know, they haven't won. They won a few games. They lost a few games, but still a young team in development. They got a good running back in Joe Mixon. They got a nice, uh, and then Joe Burrow has his college teammate to throw to as well. You know, the only big thing for them in the offseason, they lost A.J. Green, went down to uh, the Cardinals in Arizona. But they, like I said, replaced with the receivers they got drafted in. And the defense is pretty decent out there in Cincinnati. They played some tough games early this season. And they showed up, you know, they showed up or they just got outbeat just by a few points of field goal here and there. But they are, they're, they're a team, I believe, that's going to give Packers uh, a tough game come Sunday out there in Cincinnati. Offensively, so, they, they have a good formula, right? Yes. They, they, they have a, a highly, highly competent quarterback who's only getting exactly. better every week and does some, out, yeah, just some outstanding things. Yep, they have, they have a running back. And they have a running back in a system where he can put up yards. And they have this kid – where we don't know if Alexander's going to be healthy. Yeah, right? true. Yeah, we've got, and so now, and, and and I don't know that we would play cover one, but in the situations where we have to, do we feel good with with Stokes on Chase? Do we Correct. feel? I mean, do we? You know, how do? That, that's a matchup that's going to be that kid's playing really, really high level, man. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, he is. He's playing with his college teammates, so that's that makes it easier. You know, so, yeah, that's going to be a question to find out next week when that ball gets kicked off, you know, with Eric Stokes and the receivers that they have, where he, where, where, uh, where is uh, Barry going to put him? And, or how the hell is Barry going to use this young DB who has a lot of confidence, who is playing good football, but it's a team that they're going to go to out there that's also very comfortable at playing at, at their home. You know, they, yeah, they're not all the big team, the, the team that are, that is a threat, but they are a team and they're playing solid football. And uh, my old, I say, uh, he played. He was after me, but he was a quarterback in Nebraska, head coach uh, for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now Zach, he's uh, doing a good job out there, developing his team, getting his team better to that winning tradition, that winning mindset there. So, uh, Mike, hey, good job today, man. Appreciate to join you, join me on this show because um, I know you got stuff going for this day. I'm gonna get you going. I know I got a little busyness too to my day. Get back to coaching, getting ready for a couple games tonight. We got lock. We got Rocket League and Overwatch. Gotta, okay. You know, Get, we got that competition. We're, we're having a rough season ourselves, but gay, the players are learning, so we're getting going. So hey, what hey, what is that when you're when you're playing esports? Like, do people chew tobacco? Like, how do you stay like dialed in? Like, do you like have energy crack crashing energy drinks or what? Yes, it's the energy drink thing. So I see okay. my players. I don't do it. I never needed an energy drink. I, I always have high energy. So, but my players, being that they they have their little they have is a it's a it's a thing. It's a company called G Fuel, and it's pretty much everything that you probably you're aware well of that gets you hyped up for okay. a good 45 minutes to an hour so they drink that um and then some of, them, of my players go to is uh was it uh red is it red mountain dew or mountain dew red or something like that? You got me, <laughs> anything man. anything mountain dew i can oh. see my, they have their little bottles out there i'm like oh my god yeah, it's got to be something better than this, that. Bro. I'll say, I'll say, if you drinking that, just drink some coffee, man. Like, you need some, you need a sponsor. You need a, you need a better sponsor. Oh, we're working on that. I'm working on that. Monster, get some monster. We get some monster in there. We gotta get some clean. What's uh, what's the rocks? You know, GG Moa or Toa or something. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do have you tried that though? 
I haven't tried it yet. You said it's you said tough, it was good. A, no, you I did not. Good. No, I, oh. I said I'll, I said I tried it because I think the rock's good. <laughs> I did. I Koa is it Koa? Koa, that's it. it, it, it was, like that. I, the flavor letters. that I it's had three the, letters. I can't drink those kind of drinks anyways. But I had I had a sip and I was like, yeah, I gave I passed it along to my daughter. You go ahead and try this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. I never I tried it. I told you, you know, I, I explained it a couple of episodes ago when Dorsey gave me the Fedra back in <laughs> when that was a thing in the NFL. Yeah, After that, I was like, no, I don't need none of that. I'm good. I lost too much weight. I'm already high, 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 high energy. I'm good to go. So, uh, everybody, I want to thank you for joining in the podcast today. Remember, go wherever you download this podcast. If it's Apple Podcasts, it's Spotify, if it's iHeartRadio, make sure you download it and then rate us and review us. Give us that feedback. We love it. We're football players. We don't, we don't, that don't hurt our feelings when we get the feedback that we want to hear, you know, because that's only going to make us better. Um, And then you could go on Twitter. uh, You can go on there. On My Block is on Twitter. If you type in On My Block. You got it. You can pop us up and follow us and then get all the updates on the podcast. And then if you got questions, comments on there, throw it in anywhere. And I know for my uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's Amon Green 30, all one word, and also just Amon Green on Facebook. And then Mike, let, let everybody know where they can find you on, on social media. Yeah, man. Mike Wall on Facebook, Process to Perform on Instagram, and at Unrivaled ESS on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, hit us up. Look all right. To. Hit them up. And uh, everybody, see you next week after the Packers and Cincy game. Talk to you then. All right, dude. Badass. All right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll button this thing up and I'll send it over. Sounds good. Talk See to you later, buddy. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.